Hello guys and welcome to the AJ Roberts Show. Today's show is sponsored by Zuda Water, the source of life. Water is often overlooked, but is vital for life on this planet and for our very own well-being. After all, our bodies are around 70% water and we would only last a few days without it. Not all water is created equal. This is why Zuda Alkaline Water is the best and most pure form of water that you can drink. Welcome to Deep Hydration. You can find many, many products at ZudaWater.com. That's Z-U-D-D-H Water.com. Our other fantastic sponsor is none other than the School of Natural Health Sciences. You can find them at NaturalHealthCourses.com, the home for all health and holistic courses, everything from body therapies to energy healing, holistic therapies, and more. And don't forget, you can see all the up-to-date episodes on my website at mrajroberts.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello again, ladies and gents. Uh, welcome back to the AJ Roberts Show. Today we are joined by the amazing Dr. Tess Lowry, co-founder of the World Council for Health. Tess, how are we? Very well, thanks. How are you? Amazing. Um, as we were just talking off camera, obviously we're fresh off the back of a bit of a tour ourselves around the UK, myself and Harry. Um, we're speaking to loads of amazing people who have had unbelievable experiences over the last couple of years and just witnessing and experiencing all this amazing community and the community spirit and what it, the actual last two and a half years has actually done for people in that respect in a positive way. Um, but you've been very vocal over the whole of the last sort of two and a half years, everything to do with the health side of like the pandemic and mandates being tried to be brought in and um, obviously pharmaceutical interventions. Um, is that what spurred this whole, you know, founding the World Council of Health? Yes, we realised that people really needed more information and more trustworthy information, information that was sort of free of, of influences, be it um, political, financial. And um, so the aim was to empower people to take control of their health and make sense of what's going on. Mm. Absolutely. And what was your biggest struggles when you first started it, obviously, other than trying to get the actual name and its purpose out there? Well, censorship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been very yeah. difficult to, to reach people because we've, you know, um, the, um, you know, big tech, which is so hand in hand with big pharma mm. um, and, um, you know, profiting from, from the COVID measures um, have been very um uh, you know they, they've been censoring left right and center so it's been very difficult to get the message to people on the street yeah and uh, well, as, as i mentioned just a minute ago i'm, I'm myself on you know facebook bands and i've had three youtube channels taken down just for having a podcast with individuals you know bringing receipts to everything that they're talking about um so it's been plain and obvious to see why that is and um i mean with, with that the world council for health as a as a beginning, how we started it, how are we looking now? Because it's obviously grown in some considerable size. Oh, it's just been exponential. It's been really amazing. It was just a small seed planted last year in September with a website and uh, at-home COVID treatment guide. And um, it's now we are more than 150 international groups that are, have, are partnered with World Council for Health. And, um, and it's at least 50 countries. So uh, it's really, 
just gone from strength to strength and it's clear that people really really want to engage in uh, in envisioning a better way and empowering uh, uh, and taking control of their health yeah amazing and uh, uh, i think that's been one of the key messages over the last two and a half years that anyone could take for, from it doesn't really matter what side of the fence or views you sit on like you this is a message how important your own bodily autonomy is and your um your need to look after the very vehicle that we've been you know been given to get us through this life um and, and live that you know live, live a life of just like you know happiness freedom community and everything else and that's what the big message has been all this time doesn't matter whether you're a, a doctor an activist or whatever the, the message has been the same hasn't it all the way along it's just like we just want the freedom to live a normal happy healthy life and that is it yeah, and, and in most instances, we just need to be reminded of how we thrive, you know, that we thrive together, not with all these divisions and different perspectives and grudges and judgments. We thrive when we work together and, um, you know, and, and uh, connect with each other and, and, and talk and have these conversations and recognize that we all have different perspectives. And that's actually, um, you know, so um, integral to who we are as human beings. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, as a medical professional, what's um because the last two and a half years has done so much to so many people, like mentally, physically, um, emotionally. What's been like the biggest shift in people's health that you've seen over the last two and a half years? I think it has to be, um, you know, if I talk about the negative shifts, because obviously there's negative and there's positive shifts. I think the negative shift has been. Uh, a huge reliance on um uh, well a huge uh, mental illness i think mental illness and also obesity mm. um so you know um eating disorders I, I would guess and lack of physical exercise so i think those are huge um uh, and uh, are going to take uh, a lot of of working at and redressing and especially um you know mental health of people and i you know i think the easiest way actually um, the easiest and the, and the quickest solution is really just to unplug from, from technology for a bit because, you know, I, I'm just um, so aware that you can't walk down the street without seeing people, you know, staring at their palm, at their, at their, their cell phones on their palms and, you know, bumping into you. And, and, uh, and in actual fact, it's almost like the shape of humanity has changed, you know. Um, the, a lot of people have this kind of bent neck looking at the, at the yeah. phone and... Um, and um, and of course, that has a huge impact on mental health, um, you know, uh, and, and, and also um, uh, one's ability to make sense of what's going on because um, one is just fed the propaganda uh, and, uh, and um, is manipulated through, mm. through um, one's devices and, of course, the television. Yeah, uh, that's something that uh, myself and Harry have been talking about loads is that just that level of consciousness. And that is the key word, isn't it? Because when we're in this 2D level of consciousness, like all we're doing is just taking in all the garbage that's being spoon fed to us, whether it be on your phone, your TV, like Netflix, laptop, whatever that may be, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, and that's I, I've noticed that's what's been one of the biggest things is like people have just become almost zombified. You know, mm. just, if you sit there and just watch people walking down the road, they're not present. They're not, don't even, half of the people don't even know where they're going. They're just bumping into things. It's just, you can just see how dumbed down people have become through these devices, through lockdowns, you know, through um, 
Uh, all these essential, non-essential shops have to shut, but, you know, McDonald's, KFC and everything else is still open. And that's what we've seen. Uh, and especially here in the UK, it's such a alcohol and uh, tobacco fueled country as it is. Yeah. Um, it just really adds to it, doesn't it? And I think um, it's something I've really noticed, a noticeable change. And, and in children, the amount of like obese children I'm seeing, like, you know, out and about and in towns and stuff like that um I, I, that's the one of the big noticeable things for me as you mentioned the obesity side of it um so obviously the world council for health sort of introduction and like one of the, the big ethos is, is to obviously help people align with their bodily autonomy and actually get out of their get out of their own way of where they're just listening to the propaganda and actually take control of, uh, of their own sort of like health and journey yes we have a campaign called um don't be like sparky know what's good for you and um, it's based on a, on, a, on a true story about a guinea pig, which I won't go into now, but, um, but, but we, we are seeking through the, the website to provide people with resources that they need um, to, to improve their health and to look at things like their reliance on, on technology, their, um, you know, the water they're drinking, the food they're putting into their bodies. Um, you know, the, the exercise, the ex, their, their exposure to nature and, and uh, all that's natural as opposed to uh, all that's, um, that's unnatural and, you know, um, big tech kind of thing. Yeah. So, so, um, so there's that, there's that um, guidance and I encourage people to really go and have a look and, um, and uh, think about these things. Because I think mostly um, we need to, it is, it's about remembering we know what's good for us. Um, but when everybody's doing all the bad stuff, um, it's easy to think, oh, well, it can't be that bad. Other people are doing it, you know. So, um, and also because it's convenient and fast food and all that stuff, you know, it's because of the convenience. We've we've conveniently forgotten the stuff mm. that's really good for us. Mm, definitely, yeah. And that, that is even even myself. I'm always having to revisit all the stuff I already know, you know, from a like a fitness and coaching background. Yeah, I'm, I'm very conscious now of like, man, like 95% of the stuff that's available to us isn't good for us at all, uh, including cosmetics, you know, all the chemicals that are just in everything. It's just, it's just a way of sort of like breaking us down almost, isn't it? Um, and then, then mentally we become easy to manipulate and, uh, and confuse and send in different directions. Uh, and that's what we've seen over the last two and a half years. And I think for me, just having the ability to be able to see all that has been like a massive wake up call and consciously, makes myself you know need to be on the on the right path um and obviously with the, the big event you've uh, you've got coming up as a result uh, here in bath um you know i know some fantastic people personally are going to be speaking there you know my my amazing friend dr kat lindley i'm sure will be listening uh, is coming over i'm going to spend some time with her uh, next week and she's coming joining us on our own workshop show in southampton which is amazing um what um well, tell us a bit about the event that's coming up. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's open to the public, um, it's open to the worldwide global audience, you know, for them to stream. Yeah, well, the World Council for Health's motto or slogan is there's a better way and uh, there's a better way for a better world. And this conference is all about, it's called the Better Way Conference and it's all about co-creating the better way forward. So we have, um, we have seven panels or seven conversations and we have world experts coming um, to, to discuss seven key, key topics. Um, so the first topic is how do we reclaim science? And this is really um, a, 
a conversation that revolves around um, how we've had, uh, you know, we've had this um, this kind of big propaganda job pulled on us uh, in the last uh, couple of years. Um, we've been um, we've we've had um, our ac academic institutions um, in these public-private partnerships that have, that have promoted um, uh, certain medical interventions over others. Um, especially where money's been involved, very profit-driven science has been basically taken over by industry mm. uh, and, um, and there's no space for genius anymore. Uh, so, um, so it's how do, we, how do we reclaim science and take it back from, from uh, industry and put it back in the hands of independent um, 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 you know, scientists who, who and, and remove that, that conflict of interest, which is just so insidious and ubiquitous um, and is, and is um, driving health policy in a very uh, unsavory way. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. that conversation, we've got Robert Malone and we've got um, Paul Alexander, uh, doctors who are uh, intimately involved with uh, intimately, um, um, you yeah, uh, experts in the whole COVID um, scenario and how vaccines have been promoted and uh, developed and promoted. Um, and, um, and also um, we have um, Jessica Rose and Peter McCullough speaking about the, the, the data, but also, uh, and regulatory capture, we have Piet van and Bosch. Um, so, so, but basically uh, what, uh, this conversation is not about, um, complaining about everything that's done the, the whole conference is solutions focused so it's okay this is where we are so how where do we go forward from here and make things better um and and reclaim science so so that's the first conversation um the second conversation is about um how we how do we manage the health consequences of the COVID-19 chapter because as we've been discussing that you know we've we've seen a real deterioration in, in people's health um, and health of nations, and um, and also a lot of emerging um, a lot of uh, emerging side effects. So uh, a lot of people have been harmed by the by the COVID vaccines and by the masking, and you know a lot of the COVID strategies that weren't evidence based. And it's how do we help people who've been harmed, and also how do we help people just generally uh, step away from fear and into their their. Um, their power and their strength and, and take responsibility for their health. So that's conversation two. Um, conversation three is about how do we get people to just actively engage uh, in, in civil society um, and, and you know, start looking at these questions like what's good for me and, and what's good for us and, and how do we change things if we want change. Um, Conversation four is the media panel, and this is, I think it's going to be really a fascinating discussion because um, we were talking about censorship earlier and um, the media has played a key role in, in um, the propaganda machine that, that is COVID. And um, so conversation four is, is, is recognizing that and how do we move forward so that we have uh, we, we can start restoring media credibility and, and, and ensure that our journalists are independent and not paid for by Big Pharma or any or Big Tech or mm -hmm. whoever's, whoever's got the money, basically. Um, 
And conversation five, um, I think that's the law panel, actually. Uh, so we have how can the law serve human rights? And this is a very, very interesting and important discussion because this, um, you may have heard of the amendments to the international health regulation, regulations um, that basically um, is set to um, or proposes more power to the World Health Organization in another health emergency, actual or potential. Um, and so, you know, this is a really, uh, I think this will be the focus of that discussion where, um, where we have expert lawyers uh, from around the world discussing, um, you know, the, the implications of this and, and how it can be averted uh, to, to make sure that, that, um, that uh, the WHO doesn't get the power, more power that it's seeking. Mm. Um, and then we have um, panel six, which is about the environment and address, identifying and addressing environmental challenges. And I, you know, I think um, it's it's such a huge topic, um, but it also goes into that you know remembering what's good for us and actively engaging in change. And um, and it's it's been quite a while since we've looked at environmental challenges um, like fluoridation of water, water quality. Um, the you know pesticides, not pesticides, biocides that are used in our food production um, that also get into the water, um, electromagnetic radiation that's um, you know increasingly being uh, rolled out and we're being exposed to without the precautionary principle, um, you know new technologies that um, that uh, are being approved without our um, without civil society uh, involvement in the decision making. So um, another really fascinating panel and, um, and deserves probably three days on its own, not just three hours, but uh, it's really, it will be a taster and a reminder of um, the environmental challenges we're facing that really need our engagement. Mm. Um, and then finally, panel seven is, is really how we innovate uh, new ways of managing our health. And this is a panel that just has a whole lot of visionaries who are already uh, you know who are who, who know uh, what's needed and who have solutions uh, and guidance to offer people on uh, and, and, and countries on how um, uh, on how health needs to be and in, how we need an integrated approach to health lots of different modalities and new modalities there's re a really exciting um, uh, presentation by Dr. Stephen Becker as well on, uh, on uh, how quantum physics can be used in uh, health assessment and treatment. So there's so much to look forward to. And, I, and I, what I really want to convey is that it's a very broad um, offering um, and, uh, and covers a wide range of topics that will be of interest to many, many people from different perspectives. Yeah, I was just like looking for just unpacking that list there. I was actually literally just thinking to myself, you know, and we're at a point now and it's the same in the talks that myself and Harry were doing, although it's over a short, a much shorter period. Um, it's it's giving people like the snippets of the information, which joins all the dots together. So like every single subject here clearly join all the dots. So it's like, it's not just about, you know, the, the, the disease, what it's done, how it shut everything down and everything else like that. But then like all the other stuff that's impacting our health, that's all linked to that. So you, you touched on um, even, you know, the EMF radiation that we're seeing. So obviously, We've seen a certain amount of towers being built like at a rapid rate of knots like as soon as you get put into lockdown which we know 
causes flu-like symptoms etc 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 so all those environmental impacts are, have been absolutely huge um as well as you know the poor nutrition the fluoride in the water uh, you know it all accounts to filling your body full of toxins which shows up as illnesses right? and it's um it's and that's the good thing about having stuff like this and uh, the ability to be able to connect those dots because it helps people really uh, have many penny dropping moments. And this is what I've been saying quite a lot. And I'm, I'm sure you're, you, you've had all these conversations. If you just bombard people with information, they don't just take it all in. It's too much. It's just, you need to give them the logical bits of information, which join and it, which join the dots. And when they see it, join the dots, that's what has their moment, isn't it? Yeah. Well, as I say, I think there's just something for everybody. And um and regardless of what your perspective, you know, I hope people will join the conversation. Mm. Yeah, that's, and, and because there's been two and a half years worth of no debate, there's not there's there's, there's not been allowed, has it? Um, it doesn't matter where you are, it's just always been like on the media side of things, one-sided narrative, and then everything's just completely cancelled and shut down. It's been extraordinary, but we haven't had, um, you, would have, you would have thought there would have been debates every night on TV with different perspectives of how we can forge a better world, how we can make things better, how we can help our children who've really suffered over the last couple of years with this, uh, you know, the shutdown of, of society and community and communication, but we haven't. And so, uh, you know, this, is, this really is the start and this conference is so important and we really hope that people will engage. Yeah, and, and they can see it online as well, can't they? Yeah, so um, we have um, we have online tickets. You don't have to, it's sort of online and um, and on demand. So um, so you can watch it at any time, whether you, you know, wherever you are in the world, um, if you buy a ticket. And um, obviously the costs of putting on the conference are quite high and we haven't yet covered our costs. So uh, I know that the the online tickets um, may, may seem... Uh, unaffordable to some i think it's 49 pounds for the whole weekend um but what what we suggest is that you just buy a ticket and make it a family affair or invite invite your friends over and have a viewing weekend and um and uh, and join in the fun and the engagement mm. uh, and, and then it won't be so expensive if you invite 10 of your friends over plus you get to to have a great uh, a great uh, time um communicating and, and conversing with them about all these different yeah no absolutely and um like you you mentioned about like health and moving forwards and you know better ways and um especially you've got like a visionary and solutions panel and stuff like that but one of the things that like we've really come across on our talks is the, just the sheer amount of people within these communities that are setting up um brand new grow projects you know with like grow, how, you know how to grow your own food how to sustain it and stuff like that You've also got someone within that community that's like driving the health side of things. You've got someone who's driving the financial side of things and um, even some places doing time banking systems, which is amazing. Um, is that where you see from a World Council, a Council of Health point of view, like different centres being set up all around the country that's kind of like driven by the people? Yeah, I think what's, what, we've, what we've come to realise over the last decades is that this whole centralised system of operating just doesn't work you can't you know we're all different and individual our communities all have different needs and having a one-size-fits-all approach to uh, to governing to health to to uh, um, remuneration employment well it really just doesn't work so um so we definitely are all for empowering communities to to you know um, 
um, do what's best for them and and um, and uh, you know from a health point of view um, to, to put health hubs together um, so that um, so that they can help especially with um, with what we think might come with the emerging uh, illnesses that people are facing and, and in the event of of other health emergencies so that um, you know they have people have what they need at community level and and um, and are not reliant on um, on a, on a you know a, a centralized mm. um, system. Mm. Do, do, do you think like uh, and the way I see it, I think this is a really good way to go because it's leveraging what I'm seeing with my own eyes, like around the country in terms of um, the sheer lack in trust now in the NHS and quote unquote doctors. And I'm not speaking on behalf of every doctor, but again, you know, when people just naturally tarnish something with the same brush, like many have been enforced through propaganda over the last two and a half years. But many are now going, look, this is what the NHS have done within their walls. Um, you've got obviously all the uh, Pfizer documents that are coming out now that are just releasing all this information. And, you know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of medical professionals around the world that have been, and our country that have been pushing this. People are now seeing like, well, I'm not trusting you again, you know, after you told me I needed to have all this stuff. Um, and also included in that are your midwives and, and people like this again. And it's, you know, all this... It, information and data is all now coming out which is showing that these people have done wrong do you think that's um, something that may slow down your message or actually be you know you can actually leverage it to show like this is what is best for the greater good there is certainly a lack of trust now in um called it mainstream healthcare, yeah. and um but there are also lots of workers in professionals in mainstream healthcare who are leaving have left or thinking of leaving and there's uh, i would hope that they will see there's a role for them in their communities uh, in strengthening um, the support for people there because one of the reasons for the lack of trust in mainstream healthcare is the fact that there has been no recognition of the harms caused by these COVID interventions mm. Um, and and the harms caused by the other strategies whereby people who've got cancer or other sorts of um, issues have been they've had their they've been deprioritized mm. and it, the whole effort has been gone has gone into injecting people mm. so um, so you have a, a situation where you have um, not only new and emerging conditions that aren't being recognized and and uh, that seems they don't know how to be the, the, the system doesn't know how to treat people. Um, but also um, you have a situation where the, the system itself is um, is broken and can't cope and is not treating people who who have existing conditions. So it's a kind of a perfect storm. And unless we actually um, upskill the communities and put and 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 make sure they 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 know um, how they can help people and what, and what can be done mm. uh, for friends and family who are harmed, injured, or or, or, um, or dying even, um, then, um, uh, you know, um, we need to do that. We need to be doing that, shall I say. Yeah, and I think, um, again, like from what I've seen over the last like six months, being out on traveling around, um, is just the sheer importance of people understanding um, a bit more about their own body, like how good and powerful it can be if it's like 
looked after properly and um, but also the, the the importance of taking full responsibility of it not not going well i'll wait till i break myself then i'll get my doctor to fix it like, yeah exactly and, and or I'll, I'll i'll wait to be told what to do um and um and then yeah exactly and and then if, if i get really sick then I, you know i'll wait till i get really sick so um and and then do something go, go to the doctor so we really need people to, to engage in preventive health and realize that a whole pile of stuff they do on a daily basis is really bad for them yeah um and and just, and either to reduce those bad things and increase the good things um or um or stop the bad things uh, altogether but um, unless we start doing that, um, you know, we 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 basically outsourcing our health to um, to politicians who, quite frankly, know nothing about health at all, um, and uh, and whatever the prevailing influences are on that. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, Harry. Uh, it's got he's got this obsession um, and uh, about the use of the English language and like cryptic words and how it's quite deceptive and that. And he talks about it and talks and he always says about politics. It's like poly people, ticks, blood sucking <laughs> parasites. And um, it is exactly that. And that's what uh, we've just seen on a grand scale. I mean, all the countries around the world involved with this is that everyone's just poured all their uh, individual status, sovereign sovereignty, like everything into politicians, doctors and scientists and now it's like they're in a complete mess and they, people just don't know what to do. Um, but we've had we've had a massive, you know, when you look back over the last decades, we've had a massive marketing job done on us. Yeah, yeah. As humanity, you know, we've been told we need this stuff. We need mm -hmm. a new kitchen. We need um, what we need all the, the, the seasonal clothing. We need whatever. We we always told we need stuff, uh, and we we need injections too. <laughs> um, now apparently every sort of three to six months. Um, we don't need. We are. We are actually uh, amazingly resilient. And the fact that we haven't survived in journal of this stuff that we've been doing, all this bad stuff, all these perfumes and five G and the, you know all of these these things that we don't need that are uh, that we're told we need, um, uh, you know, um, is amazing that we've survived. But there's a, there's a limit, and I think we've reached that limit. Um, and 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 it's just as well that it's time that we now recognise that these corporations actually um, do not serve us; um, they serve themselves, mm. and um, and uh, they have no interest in our health and well-being. No. So even if you see something on the TV that says, um, you know, amazing, this is great for you, or this is good for you, or you need X in your cereal, or you know. That's all marketing. <laughs> I know it seems very simple, um, but basically anything I think now, uh, it's very good to be uh, skeptical as an open-minded and really ask yourself, is that good for me? And, uh, and just go back to basics if you're unsure. So if you don't, you know, if you're not sure whether, whether something's good for you, well, just, uh, you know, let's, let's go back to basics and start, um, start again with just uh, healthy, food uh, that you can recognize like uh, plant-based foods uh, and a steak and an egg or whatever you know food that, food that's not processed um nature uh do we need shoes take your shoes off see what it feels like you mm -hmm. know try doing a handstand um you know swing from a tree 
do you know just really get back to put your feet in the oceans get back to nature um get rid of all the other stuff and then see how it feels when you bring it back like a, a diet uh, of um of uh, you know when people have um have, they're allergic to stuff they, they start with very basic stuff and, and i would suggest everybody tries that mm -hmm. um i mean i'm an advocate for it myself like every, every morning i uh I literally stand in my garden with barefoot, just uh, my eyes closed, looking towards the sun. It just energizes you because we are literally a battery and the sun's our juice. <laughs> and it's like people forget that. Um, it's, it's amazing how many people like actively don't sit out any, in the sun at all and don't think about getting any sun. Um, I mean, we're just constantly putting all these toxins on our body, aren't we? But we're not energizing ourselves with the very thing that like helps us pro and pro helps prevent us from being sick in the first place. Absolutely. And it's, um, you know, I thoroughly recommend it. It's just taking that, like like you said, taking that little basic things back to basics. Um, yeah, I love sun gazing too. And, and yeah. also just standing, you know, with, with the sun on your forehead. Um, yeah. I always, I always try and direct myself towards where the sun is. And, yeah, um, exactly. That. It's not bad for us. People seem to think, oh, it's bad for us. It's going to get, like, at the end of the day, it does a good job on plants and every other animal on the planet, you know, us included. Yes. We just need to, like, reconnect with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and vitamin D is so important too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's huge. Um, so in terms of the, the conference, where can people find all the details? Oh, um, well, it's betterwayconference.org. And also I'd encourage people to visit the worldcouncilforhealth.org website. And uh, there's so many wonderful resources on there. And you'll see it's um, it's very uplifting. Um, to go and have a look at the, the, all the resources there and um, what you can do to get healthy. Amazing. Um, well, Dr. Tess, thank you very much for uh, joining me today on the AJ Roberts Show. It's been fantastic. Um, no doubt I'll see you on the weekend. Going to be spending some time, as I mentioned, with uh, the lovely Dr. Kat Lindy, who's going to be in attendance. Uh, if only people knew how many people our side of the pond she's actually helped uh, over the last year, it's phenomenal. A absolute angel on our shoulders. Um, so guys and girls, uh, if you've enjoyed today's overview of World Council for Health and you want to learn more about the Better Way Conference, please do visit the website. So I'll put them all in the show notes so you, uh, so you don't forget. Um, try and get there if you can. It's in Bath on the weekend of the 20th to the 22nd of May. Dr Malone, as you mentioned, is going to be in attendance. Kat Lindley, uh, as many other world experts from around the world. Uh, you just might learn something. But if you can't obviously make it in the UK, you've got plenty of opportunity to tune in. Um, and again, learn something more, get your friends around, uh, learn more about being innovative around like-minded people uh, and take our world into a much, much better place. Um, but thanks again, Dr. Tess, and I'll see everyone else very, very soon again on the AJ Roberts Show.